All right, welcome guys uh, to the Outcast podcast. Uh, this is your host, uh, Revival, and here with me is uh, my buddy Rob. Say say hi to say hi to the guest, Rob. How's it going, guys? All right, so um, you know it's Tuesday night, and uh, unfortunately, our buddy Van is not here. Um, he just wasn't able to make it. He had some things he had to attend to, and. Um, we wanted to get in one more last pod before uh, the point system shuts down. So the topics we're pretty much going to discuss today, we're going to be discussing about Madden 24 uh, and the team draft and uh, things of that nature. So without further ado, let's get into it. So um, I know everybody's been talking about Madden 24 uh, with, you know, between the beta, between the franchise deep dive um and some other features like that however um playing the beta um you know playing the other recent betas that i've played before along with this um current beta i i hate to be optimistic and 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 i in you know i know it's kind of uh kind of silly to sort of believe what we're playing but I, I I kind of feel like this beta is a it just has a little bit of a different feel, and I don't know maybe it's just optimism or it's just you know me wanting to hope that this beta is going to be the real deal. Um, what do you think about that, Rob? It definitely felt different. I I certainly agree. Um, and I don't know maybe maybe it is just wishful thinking, but man, it it sure felt different running the ball and i was kind of i was talking about it down at work to a couple people that play and it's it's not like it's not like you were blowing 40 yard runs when you were you know getting through the hole but it seemed like the the o-line was blocking and you were getting you know four five six yards a carry which pretty realistic so i i did think that it was different I agree. Um, I, I noticed it instantly when I, I ran a play. I think it was with the, I was playing with the Chiefs at the time, and I ran with Pacheco or Pacheco, and he's a pretty solid running back. Nothing too um, crazy with the ratings, but I I ran the ball and I just ran like a simple dive, and I noticed like the linemen, you know, they were. I think the computer was running, or the pl- person that was playing was running like a like a dollar. I don't know, like dollar defense or something like that. And like, you know, this Madden, Madden 23, Lyman doesn't have no way to block. They just kind of sort of stand there and just kind of do like the happy feet shuffle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this beta, they actually ran down the field and looked for people to block. And it was like, oh, my God, am I dreaming? Like they're actually running down the field blocking like they do in the NFL. And so I, I ran another run play and I'm like, all right, let me try a stretch play. I did a stretch play. The guard that was supposed to pull, you know, pull to the left. Yeah. He literally pulled and he blocked. He went upfield and blocked. He actually looked for somebody to block. So, I, I, you know, I know everybody says like, you know, it's just a beta. It's going to change. It's going to be just like how it was before. But I don't know. I just I got a different feel from this this beta that I I haven't gotten in a while. I mean, you know, we always get our, our usual Madden hype, you know, like, oh, my God, it's, you know, it, it's so great. And I'm, I I can't wait to play Madden. But with this beta, I, I can say that I can honestly say that with the run blocking, just the blocking alone, it's given me hope that they're, 
going in the right direction. Yeah, I you know last last beta that came out, I thought there was a different feel with the corners. I th- I thought I thought they felt like they were running more with the receivers. I I did it felt a little different. Now I know things changed before you know, and as the season went on with M twenty three, but now mm-hmm. I honestly think that corner play was a little better. I mean, yes, there's still some flaws. I get it, but. I felt like, you know, man coverage was a little bit better. I, you know, I, I thought I seen some improvement. So maybe this running, maybe we'll definitely see some improvement. Yeah, I, I you know, as easy as it is, is to jump on the ship and just, you know, jump on the bash EA ship and just, you know, continuously keep bashing it for everything it doesn't have. I, I try to, you know, take, uh, I try to go into, it, you know, every situation with like a sort of a, glass uh half full type of uh approach and um you know the things that I, I noticed that they have put in the system you know of course fingers crossed if they work but they did they put in a lot of work um a lot of features some of it is dust you know really just really for single player you know franchise mode something you play by yourself or with a buddy you know um you know either couch or you know down the street or wherever they're at but a lot of the features that they've included in there um given us the ability to you know sort of uh, take a little a deeper look into the draft and things like that and then just the little gaming mechanics that they did with the run blocking um i did notice also speaking on that with defense and you were talking about the beta last year this year i noticed that when you run match defense the safeties um, actually run with the corners and they will play over top. So, for example, for, you know, some of us that run man and sort of kind of dread it at times because, you know, we're always afraid that the corner is going to get smoked and then the safety is just kind of sort of going to run back but not run towards the uh, receiver. Um, I, uh, I noticed that the safeties ran with the receivers and they were running a little bit closer and they were able to contest those uh, deep throws. And, you know, for this league, the way it is right now, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of built on streaks and, you know, and RPOs and option plays. And that yeah. seems to be the bread and butter with everybody's offense, at least the good users. Um, so with at least having that, you know, in play and hopefully it sticks, That'll be something com- you know combat that. So I'm very optimistic on seeing if if that changes the way people approach the game. You know, playing it. Um, you know, starting uh, you know season one in Madden 24. That's interesting. That makes me wonder. Uh, in in several of the sims that I did, the one thing that I noticed there wasn't a lot of was what? fast safeties. Um, rookie rookie safeties. Now I don't know what everybody else's experience was with the beta, but I was I, I was having a hard time finding a fast safety. So I wonder if that might be. I wonder if they didn't. You know, if there if there's a correlation between not being super fast because of the change in coverage. I, I don't know. That yeah that that might be something interesting to look into. And 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 again I I was. Uh, I was looking more on defense. I, I literally ran um, 
like a test run and I just literally ran streaks all game. Um, I, I ran it, you know, uh, with, you know, by myself and I ran it with a buddy of mine and I'm like, Hey, listen, I just want you to do this coverage, run cover two, run cover three, run cover four, run man, you know, blitz, you know, just pretty much, you know, just run every single possible formation, you know, defensive port formation as possible. And when I ran the streaks, I mean, some of them were completed, but more than like, you know, more than likely they, as long as you had the safety play over the top in that deep blue, yep. for yep. the most part, they would contest it. And, and, then, and at the end of the day, that's all you're really asking for is, yep. hey, if I'm telling you to play, you know, deep, play deep and cover whoever runs past you. That's all I'm asking for. You know what I mean? And, and yep. I'm sure that. I'm sure the good users will find ways to sort of manipulate that, but just to see that it it it's like it's just a moment of relief. It's like okay, I I can finally somewhat trust my defense to actually do what I asked them to do. Um, I also notice when blitzing, if you blitz more um more than you know uh like blitz six. One of those guys will become free, um, and I'm talking about the one that's blitzing, not like a you know random lineman where you kind of glitch the the line and they just kind of run, you know wherever. Um, the pressure is definitely um, there. I mean, it's always been there, but it's always been like I always felt like if you just kind of run in between the linemen, it'll glitch one alignment out and they'll just forget to block somebody. But with mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, with the blitzing that I've seen, they they definitely I feel like they definitely improved on that, and I've seen um, linebackers get through, you know, just the computer, not even users uh, using the linebacker. Well, that's incredible. Like like I say that that adds to the whole strategy and 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 everything else. If you you know some of these folks, Sparty's a pretty good blitzer. Uh, Irex a pretty good blitzer. I mean, there there's there's a few of these players that uh, they're pretty good at bringing pressure, and and man, that that could you have to be in it, making an adjustment on that one. I agree. I agree. Um, I I feel like you know, with the, and also I did notice too is that a lot of the plays, um, a lot of the money plays that we've used, um, like I know I I'll use one and and for the most part. It goes against me because my quarterback and my receivers don't seem to be able to coordinate with each other. But one of the plays I noticed that's not in Madden, um, what wasn't in the beta, was the PA seams. And if anybody knows anything about the PA seams, if you're running like single coverage and you're not using that slot receiver, the minute he does that cut upfield and his route running is decent and he's got some, you know, he's got some speed on him. He literally runs right past the corner, and as long as you throw it, you know, um, directional, and you throw it, you know, uh, ahead of him, he will literally beat the corner every single time. Um, however, what my quarterback likes to do is either throw the ball <laughs> <laughs> behind him, or the or or my receiver likes to. Uh, not turn around and catch the ball and it'll hit him in the back of the head or in the, in the back. And I, you know, and I, I was playing, um, King of the beast, uh, was it yesterday or day before. And, 
he you know we were talking about it and he's like i've never seen that before and i'm like yeah this happens all the time in my games i'm like you know (laughs) those are such drive killers so when i ran similar plays like that in the beta i noticed that there were they weren't those plays in there but there were similar plays in there that you know uh replicated those uh you know replicated those routes and it was always it was nice to see that my receivers actually caught the ball you know what I mean? It didn't bounce off their head or didn't, yeah. you know. It, that, it was just a relief. That's the one thing that the the Madden, I, I call it like the Madden volleyball. It seems like, you know, everything started out normal in M23. Well, it didn't start out normal. We had chaos, it seemed like, with EA Sports. But there was an update where it was like all of a sudden the volleyball thing's back where you throw a pass and – it hits off this guy and ends up picked over here, or I've seen him end up carrying, you know, carrying him over and another guy catching him. And it's like, oh man, hate to see that. Yeah, it, it's just crazy, you know, and just like looking at that and you're just like, oh my goodness, like, what are you doing? But I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, um, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of touch base on and I wanted to kind of talk about was um, was about the team draft coming up. Obviously, it's five days. Um, everyone is kind of excited. Everybody's trying to squeeze in their content because, you know, tomorrow is the deadline. So, um, you know, Nick has to, uh, you know, bust out his calculator and start calculating points and start calculating, you know, points from Chad and points from survivor and you know everything else that you know plays a role into um the point system and uh i i i heard a few guys that they were worried about dropping um because they're afraid either a they didn't make the donation or they feel like somebody under them is doing more content um you've obviously been around you know around the league long enough um, tell me how that whole experience is like, you know, as for if somebody new listening to the, to the podcast, how does that, like, how does that feel like, you know what I mean? What's the feeling like what, what goes on within, the, you know, once Nick closes the uh, books and, and, and that's it, no more points are accumulating. Do you feel like there's sort of like anxiety going on? Like there's like a sort of like a, a worry, you know, like, am I going to drop? Am I going to go, you know, climb up or. I th- I think from what I've experienced in the past, um, when when we you know we've kind of been dark up to this point as far as we've been accumulating points, but you don't know exactly where you're at. But you you've got a pretty decent idea. I mean, you, you know, you kind of you don't know as far as the individual points go, but but in theory, you know, you've got a pretty good idea. Hey, I'm you know I'm I was in fourteenth three weeks ago, but I've been doing my content. I've been doing my texts. I've been, or my tweets. I've been doing some of this different stuff. I've been staying active. So I could maybe go as high as this number or maybe stay the same, or, you know, the people behind me have been real aggressive. So I might slip a few spots. I think everybody gets a little, you know, there, there's a few people get a little nervous. There's a few people that just don't sweat it and, wait for Nick to GM them and then they make their pick and the rest is history. But uh, it's, it's always a fun time. It's really, it's really exciting when it starts. 
and you're watching the screen and you get the, you get the DM from Nick. And then all of a sudden you look on the screen and it pops up and it's Europe. And these are your five teams that, you know, you've said that you're highly interested in and they've got really cool graphics and, you know, they've got, you know, some of the different things and you make your selection and then, you know, some people get on and announce it themselves. Um, some silly people do videos. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes Nick just announces, hey, so-and-so is going to take this. And, and then you're just sitting there and you're, you're literally watching these divisions build right before your eyes. So mm-hmm. for, for the new people out there, it is, it's just wild because you're, you're literally watching, you know, hey, you're in this division all of a sudden and you look and you're in there with, you know, Johnny and, 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 and you're, you know, there's two spots open and then you start sizing up the, the different conferences and you start looking and it's like, man, you know, the AFC is really filling up with a lot of heavy hitters. And when I, when I say heavy hitters, I'm talking about past Super Bowl winners. I'm talking about, you know, people that are just that upper tier. And then you start, you know, you start in your mind looking, you know, Hey, how's, you know, how's this stacking up? Am I, am I making the right decision by going here or should I look at this division? And there, there are people that, you know, obviously are looking for their favorite team and there's people that's looking for certain people to be with because maybe they've had some behind the scene conversations where they said, Hey, let's, let's get together and go to this division. But it is a blast. Trust me. It is, it is the most fun. And then after you've gone through it, then then you just can't wait for next year. It, it is definitely one of the highlights of the XCFL is the team draft, I think. I, I agree because I, I mean, I, I was uh, in the previous league I was in um, on the PlayStation side. Um, you know, the, the, the draft hype is always there, but I don't think I've seen the team draft hype as much as I see it here. Like in the chat, everybody is... Um, hype about it you know you start seeing um, so much content and then you know to quote Nick Nick said that this is probably the most um, active uh, content that he's seen you know over the years when it, especially when it's gone dark usually like you know you see your you know see your few users you know doing a little content here and there but apparently um, the content has been flying you know through the roof um, quite a bit great. Yeah. you know so I mean that's always a it's always a positive thing like definitely when you know um, when you see that as a you know as a user you're like you're like oh that's great you know what I mean and then as a commissioner that's even more better because it's like wow my you know the league is flourishing and I'm you know I'm seeing much go on and it you know it's a good feeling so. I know you've always picked usually like within like the top five, so to speak, but I wanted to kind of um, to kind of talk with you. What's it like getting a DM from Nick? I mean, I know you like I said, you pick pretty early, but have you spoken to anybody that's been a little bit further down the list and has, uh, you know, had the pleasure of sort of like uh, getting a DM from Nick and. You know, like, because you really don't know. I mean, for 
the guys in the top three, you kind of have an idea. But for those like in the middle of the pack or maybe top ten, they don't know if they're four, five, eight, nine, that sort of thing. Walk me through that. Well, um, when when you're in that, let, let's let's just use the number eighteen. You're you're the number eighteen pick. You you know. Are you there, Rob? Yep. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hey, Rob, are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Hey, Rev. Hey, can you hear me now? Hey, Rob, are you there? Yep. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Huh, that was weird. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't um, know. It was weird because like I was looking and uh, and uh, uh, it was like I, it was like quiet and it was like it was like dead air and I'm like, yeah, I, all I seen was the Craig thing. That's all I seen. But um, yeah. you know, say you're at 18, you've got five teams targeted that you're highly interested in. So obviously, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching to see how long those five teams can stay can stay on the board. Okay. Um. I don't know if you're cut in and out again. I don't know what's going on, Rev. Can you hear me now? Hey, Rev, can you hear me? Are you are you there, Rob? Yep, I'm here. I don't know what's going on though. All right, so it looks like here uh we're having some technical difficulties here. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Rev, I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. That's weird. So yeah, you're I... saying that <laughs> maybe it's Craig telling us, hey, hurry up and get the podcast over so <laughs> Nick can calculate the points and post it. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. I'm in the middle of the pack. I'm watching my five teams. And as long as they're still on the board, I still feel pretty confident. When those five teams fall off the board, then that's when I start figuring out, okay, you know, hey, this division would be nice to go to or this player would be nice to have. In a nutshell, that that's kind of the way I would play it if I'm in the middle of the pack. Uh, looks like you're going in and out. I'll quit talking. All right, so it looks like here um, we're having like some some weird technical difficulties, and I don't think I've uh, I think I've only seen this happen like once, and I think the last person that ran it had to um, restart to restart the show here, um, which I won't be doing, unfortunately. Um, I'll let you talk if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. So I don't know what's going on. So um, I kind of understood what you were saying. So you're like saying uh, if you're like the you know 18th pick and as long as one of your teams is on there, um, you know, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, so I wanted to ask you and hopefully uh, the, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't go out on you. But uh, I was going to ask you, 
Do you think when people submit their top five list, because, you know, obviously Nick sees them and no one else does, but some people I'm sure share them, you know, within each other and DMs and whatnot, you know, like what they picked and what they chose. Do you think that people put maybe like a couple real teams up there or maybe kind of like smokescreen teams just to kind of throw people off on what they're going to pick as opposed to what they want to pick? I don't think so um, when it comes to smoke screens on that, because at that point it's, it's too little too late when it's, when it's up there on the screen, you're already on the clock. So I don't think it's smoke screen at that point, but that's just me. Gotcha. Cause I was always thinking that, I mean, granted, no one sees it. I mean, unless of course you, you know, you, uh, you know, you, you express that with, you know, somebody you expressed it with in the group, or if you, you know, you're feeling very, uh, feeling very, uh, you know, I don't know, very, very, uh, like a daredevil and you want to go ahead and tell everybody what team you want. Um, it's almost like you're sort of, uh, poking the bear and you're like, Hey, pick the team I want. Um, I know we've seen some smoke screen in the chat, um, with, uh, you know, Elio taking the Colts, um, Nick taking the Dolphins, um, you know, some of that. And I think that's just kind of sort of like the, like sort of like that smokescreen team draft chatter, sort of kind of like trying to prepare that user to possibly prepare for a, a, a backup team. But, um, I, you know, I always wondered, like I said, when, when, when users post that, cause I, you know, I, when I came up with my list and I sent it to uh, Nick, um, I didn't have a specific top five at first, and then you know Nick said, "Hey, uh, I need I need a top five, like from one to five, like what what teams would you pick?" And so as I was thinking about it, at first I initially I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna put teams I know I'm not gonna get, but I would like to have." And then I was like, "You know what? Well, since it's really for graphics purposes, and no one's really gonna see it other than you know whoever I share it to or whoever I talk to about it, um, you know why not? You know." put a little bit of fun in there and at least give them an idea and then you know maybe they can judge based on those teams and then you know obviously if those teams are are, are not on there or you know those teams are not available it, it you know it'll be pretty interesting on you know seeing a pick maybe not being on that list but maybe kind of sneaking up at the last minute like hey i like how this division is is rolling out or hey maybe i seen something in the beta that i really I think it'll work towards my advantage. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm, well, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you're definitely not locked into any of those five. It's just, uh, it's the five that you're most interested in, but I've seen people vary off that list before. Mm. And I've seen people late in the draft hit on on one of their picks uh sparty got the lions last year way late and Ooh. you know i mean uh, i believe irec last year got his seahawks you know late so it's kind of surprising how teams that you would think would go quick fall and Ooh. and and vice versa team you know houston probably shouldn't have went second last year but Ooh. oh well it's in the books now yeah, and that's one thing I love about this league because usually when you join leagues, uh, you know, and, and like I said, I, I wrote an article about it and I, I posted it. Um, and I was talking to different, um, you know, users in different leagues. And a lot of things that, you know, there was always like the griping was, was part of it was, 
is whenever there's a team draft, all usually the good teams are being picked first. You know, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, uh, the Bucks when they had Brady, um, the Packers. You know, those top tier teams are gone within like the first top ten. Those teams are gone, and then now you're just kind of you know picking from the the uh, I call it the uh, hand-me-down box, and you're just sort of trying to put something together, and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to go out with, and um, with it with XCFL, it's it's different. People are choosing based on uh, location. Uh, people are choosing it based on uniforms, and one thing I found pretty interesting, which it's funny how um you guys factor in those things um in the free agency i've noticed that a lot of teams in warm climate and no taxes like you know no tax states those teams were highly favorites in mm-hmm. for free agents you know free agents wanted to go to the warm climate they wanted to go to a state that had no taxes they wanted to go to a place where um, it was historical, or 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 you know had Super Bowls, or had a, a, a um, you know a franchise quarterback, and you know and a lot of teams, um, you know, in the southern part of uh, you know of the states, they, you know, you can find those those qualities. So it, it makes team draft pretty interesting. Where you know instead of maybe picking a team like uh, Baltimore. You say, you know what? Let me go with Miami because you know they're they're in the state of Florida and and they're in a hot climate and you know the you know the weather's nice and whatnot and and you know and and they just like, hey, I want to go there because you know it, it it looks nice there. You know what I mean? No, I absolutely. And I mean, think you know, think about it like this: we play. What did we end up playing this year? Eight seasons, I think, or we're finished. We're completing eight. Um, yeah. But nor- normally, ten seasons is pretty common. I mean, we're normally at ten seasons, so that's a long time. You know, draft capital is always important. Um, I mean, or you know, uniforms. Obviously, you're going to be looking at them for a long time, so it better be something that's worth painting. You know, worth you not getting bored looking at, but. Mm-hmm. Those things always make it fun, but the XCFL is unique from that standpoint that, you know, you're going to, everybody, there, there's no bad team because you're going to get plenty of opportunity to build that team. So there might be some bad starting points, but mm-hmm. o- overall, you're going to be able to shape that team. And in 10 seasons, you're going to have plenty of time to put your fingerprint on it. I agree. And 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 that's the one thing I do love about the XCFL is that you're able to actually, you know, build your team. You know, like, yes, the starting roster does play a, a key role, but essentially, you know, you're sort of looking at like your prime core young guys that you're going to build a team around. And then essentially most teams are like 50-50 you know, uh, generated players and the other 50 are real players. And, um, you know, most of the key players, uh, most of the users in the league are targeting generated players. They want to draft their own quarterback. They want to draft their receivers. They want to draft that, you know, that, uh, you know, star defensive line, a star corner, and they want to build those guys up. And what's crazy is that, you know, a lot of the good users are even not even the good users, even just the average users are able to build those guys up to make them into be, you know, becoming superstars. 
And, you know, when they're initially they're drafted, they're on a rookie contract for four years. So you don't even got to worry about them. So if you draft them year two, you know, till year six, you don't have to worry about signing them. Um, it makes it easier to to kind of manage draft capital. And I noticed with a lot of, uh, you know, other leagues, you know, that's not really stressed on because most of those leagues by year four, year five, once, you know, um, you know, once Patrick Mahomes starts regressing or, uh, you know, one of like a top tier uh, player starts, you know, retiring, like Aaron Donald goes or whatever, the league sort of like after year three, year four, they just start just dying down. But obviously, um, XCFL is not that way. They just kind of just, you know, everybody just keeps pushing. And it's like, you know, you didn't win this year. OK, let's try it next year. You know, and 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 there's always something different going on and between that and the trades there's it's always some you know so much fun and then you got the the podcast you got the content you got the the uh contest going on and you know there's always something going on to kind of keep you engaged and involved so it's it's pretty nice to see that you can actually build a team like and and use your draft um, equity and 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 shape the team how you want it and actually be able to see it grow. You know what I mean? No, I, absolutely. Uh, once you experience the XCFL, to me, it's just it's hard to sit and think about. I mean, you know, you, you it's just hard to sit and think about playing if it's not that style of play. You know, the Madden Gens are the best because you can create storylines. You can, I mean, you can watch the development, the growth and, and, you know, it's just to me that, that has completely changed the game. So that's why I say it really don't matter what team you get, because you're going to be adding the next Earl Alexander or Riley Leak or Max Ecker or Luke Faulkner, you know, you're going to be adding those guys and, so you you really don't know what's coming down the pike, but it's always fun. I agree. I agree. Um, so I wanted to also talk to and like to add on to that topic with the team draft. Have you seen anything, anything that you can remember that kind of stood out to you that was sort of like shocking or crazy, whether it's a, a pick, whether it was a video besides your own um, or just something that just kind of popped out and you're like, wow, I was shot. I didn't see that coming. As far as the XCFL or as far as the beta or? Uh, the, the XCFL team draft, like anything at all could be, you know, yes. maybe. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you right now, it was about two team drafts ago. And one of the assistant commissioners, uh, his name was Das, diehard Raider fan. And I believe, I believe it was two drafts ago. Diehard Raider fan. Um, you know, he was assistant commissioner. Uh, Raiders got taken before he, before he came up. The Raiders got snagged by uh, Kylo Ren, a guy that was a really good player that did a bunch of content and jumped up there. He tucked the Raiders. They made that power division that I, you know, that I talk about that my buddy Higgy was in. I mean, it was like Higgy, Kylo. I think Nick was in there, and and I'm, I'm wanting to say Tasha. I mean, it was it was a juggernaut division. And when Das's pick came up, clock ticked down and expired, 
And, you know, if you, if that happens, then the next guy can jump up there just like a real draft. The next person mm-hmm. can jump up there and make their pick. And Doss just kept falling and he ended up, Doss ended up retiring from the league that night. And, you know, pick 32 was to be determined. I think we did 31 picks that night and pick 32 was, this was the team left over to be determined who gets it. And it was just, I was just like blown away. Like what just happened? I mean, that was, but he rode off into the sunset. I mean, it was his prerogative obviously, but he was Raiders or bust and, and he went bust. So that, that happened a couple of team drafts ago. And I was just like, wow, this is very bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. You know, you want to play as your favorite team and, you know, I, I think, you know, speaking from, you know, from us being Bills fans and uh, Busy being a Dolphin fan, I think Elio being a Commanders fan, and there's a couple other guys in there that have, like, their teams. You know, I think Grizzlies like an Eagles fan. I mean, we all want to – we would all ideally like to play with our favorite team. Um, but in, to me, I don't, I, I don't feel like it should be, like, sort of a deal breaker. Like, oh, well, I didn't get my favorite team, so I'm leaving. Um, if anything, me personally, I feel like if someone would snatch my team, uh, and it was, you know, something that was well known and it, you know what I mean? It was not the, especially not the greatest team, which I don't, I don't recall what the Raiders looked like two years ago. I think they did have Henry Ruggs still around. So they, you know, they were somewhat decent, but nothing too spectacular. I think I would just join the division. I'd pick whatever team is in there, and I just would. I I would just purposely, you know, my 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 goal, my mission would be, um, just to you know, just to go in there and compete, and just be like, hey, you took my favorite team, but guess what? I'm going to be playing you. I'm going to be playing my favorite team twice a year, you know, every year, and um, and I would compete. You know what I mean? You know, every game you're gonna you're gonna want to compete, but I I think I would just go a little bit extra, a little bit harder on that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say make, you know, like uh, make any type of, um, you know, enemies, but just kind of sort of like, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, you kind of made a mistake, you know, taking that pick sort of like what, uh, you know, Jiggy's been saying in, you know, main chat, like, hey, if you pick my team, you know, you're kind of quote unquote going to suffer, <laughs> you know, the consequences. <laughs> so, you know, it, it would be something like that. And, and granted, I'm not the greatest user, so it would be really more of a challenge for me to, you know, to, to really uh, fulfill my, uh, my, uh, you know, my promise there to, um, you know, make them regret the pick, but that's something I would do. But yeah, that's actually kind of, that is kind of bizarre that, you know, that someone would just, just say, you know what, I didn't get my Raiders. I'm out of here. And, you know, um, what pick was he? Do you remember? Do you recall? I'm wanting to say he was. I'm wanting to say he was somewhere in the five to seven range. Maybe, may, maybe seven to nine. I, it was for for being an assistant commish. He probably should have been a little bit higher. But I think I think he was kind of looking to step away, and I think it was just a great excuse for him to do that. But I tell you a good feel-good story was last year when we had the team draft right before the end of, I believe it was M22, Tosh was getting ready to, to he, he stepped away at the end of M22 because he wasn't planning on buying the new uh, Madden Gen and, you know, the, new, the, the Xbox 
the new one. So he kind of stepped away, and all of a sudden on team draft night, lo and behold, when teams are popping up on the screen, this is the next team up. This is all of a sudden, boom, Tosh pops up. And at the last minute, NWS, I believe, uh, was the was the man that him and I I'm, I'm wanting to say him and some of Tosh's buddies went in and, and bought uh, a new Madden Gen, I believe. And, and Tosh came back and it was it was really a surreal moment. It was it was really awesome because it was cool to see Tosh back now. Unfortunately for me, he went to my division and thumped up on me twice a year. But no, it was it was awesome, to, you know, because you get attached to people, and when you see them right off in the sunset, it's like you know, dang man, I hate to see that person go because they, you know they are an active part of the community. So that was that was a really cool to see Tosh pop up on the screen. Yeah, I feel like you know. When you join a league, no matter what it is, you got to kind of sort of have like a, a rapport with 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 the rest of the users. I mean, you don't have to be uh, best friends, you know, um, buddy, buddy, good morning, um, you know, good morning, how are you doing every day type of, uh, you know, buddies. But to have some rapport and playing, you know, playing uh, the users in the league, you, you sort of like develop some some sort of. Uh, you know, like some type of, type of friendship with these guys. And some of them, you do get close with them. And some of them, you yeah. know, you do share, uh, you know, stories with them and, 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 you know, and DMs and personal stories and personal games and, you know, the, the, the wins, the losses, and just, you know, you kind of go through that. And in a sense of a way, you know, people don't realize it, but the amount of time that we put into this hobby, um, you know, it, it, it almost... It almost is like we're uh, we're a bunch of interns, you know. We're we're working for free, you know, towards something we want to do, and uh, you know, it, it's a hobby, of course, and it's a it's a pretty good hobby as long as you're in a in a in a positive atmosphere, which you know, um, I, I think I can safely say we all are um, in this league, and I, I think that you know when you do see somebody leave, you know, for unexpected reasons um you know for something like that you know it, it does kind of it does kind of like sting a little bit because it's like wow i just lost a buddy you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost yeah. like you know losing um you know losing a best friend or something like that best friend moves away you know and you know taking it back to like in high school days or, or or middle school days when you had a best friend since kindergarten and you get to eighth grade and all of a sudden their parents are moving to a different state and you're like wow, my friend's gone, uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean? And, and it, it it sort of, you know, um, it, I would think it'd feel that way because, you know, like I said, you, you play with these guys long enough, you, you're going to know them and you're going to talk to them. And, and if you're not talking to them, you're going to hear them on a podcast or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I think anybody who's anybody knows who you are, you know, between your team drafts, between the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the amount of, uh, the amount of effort and, uh, just the, the wonderful, uh, you know, the, the wonderful, uh, draft show that, you know, you, you, uh, you direct there with, uh, you and your crew and you guys create this, uh, awesome little mini story of, you know, selecting a team it's just you know very unheard of but it's it's definitely one of the shining stars in the team draft show and it's definitely something that i think any user that's 
you know, even if you haven't been around long enough, but if you, you know, if they, if they heard of you and your team draft stories, I, I think it's, it, it's something that, you know, you, you want to see and you want to, uh, you know, you, you want to want to see like, Hey, I wonder what he's going to do next. What is he going to do? He's going to bungee jump off of a plane <laughs> and make his pick, grab the team out of the air, out of the clouds, you know, uh, you know, you don't know, you know what I mean? And that's the beauty of it. You really don't know. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm excited there and, you know, for that and all. So. No, it's, it's definitely a family. That's for sure. It reminds me a lot of, working you know you work at a place and and you work with around these people and you get comfortable around these people and then you change jobs and you go to another job and you were so close to these people and and it's like you know it's it's just not the same you know it's just not the same and and you miss them i mean you you know plain and simple but no it's uh the team draft is awesome i i can't i mean it it's the days are counting down and I think everybody's going to have a really cool experience. And Nick is always exciting to see who he's going to go with. You never know. And when you think, you know, you don't know. I thought for sure I had him pegged last year and, and I was wrong. And, um, so we'll see, but it's, yeah, it's I, always I, exciting. Yeah. I think with Nick, I, I think he probably, f- it's funny. He probably flip flops back and forth. I, I think he he has like an idea, a general idea of what teams he probably want to pick. And I, I I think honestly, like you know, I, I believe him when he says he really doesn't know up until that very moment that day. Like I think he just wakes up, eats his Wheaties, goes to goes to the gym, you know, uh, does his little training, does his job, whatever, and then comes home and is like. All right, about to start the team draft show, and then as soon as he starts it, all right, I'm just gonna go with this team. And I honestly think that you know, because I mean, there is a pattern. Like I said, you know, when I was doing my little research, there is a pattern in what you know, um, how he picks his teams. And um, you know, ironically enough, uh, I, I think I want to say the past three out of four years or four out of five. I'm not exactly sure the exact number because I don't have it in front of me. He's picked NFC teams and he's picked a team in each division, sort of like moving on to the next. So he go to the south, go to the east, go to the west, go to the north. And uh, I, I'm just, I, I think he's going to go Cardinals. And the only reason I say it, because like I said, just the, the draft capital that he's able to, he's able to build, you know what I mean? And he's a team yeah. builder. So I, I don't know. I mean, people are saying Seahawks, but. I, I just feel like the Cardinals, you know, um, is going to be probably the solid pick for them. And, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we might be wrong. I might be right or, you know, might be close. But um, I don't know. That would be my guess. And that's just, you know, based on my little research that I did with him and his picks, you know, previously done. Very interesting. Now, I, I – uh... I guess if we're going to throw a pick out there, I'll I'll make a pick, and I like to say I always get it wrong with Nick, but I'm I'm going to say the Atlanta Falcons, and I, I know that sounds strange, but I, the uniforms are pretty cool, and actually the Cardinals got different uniforms or different style uniforms, so 
I'm sure that'll be popular, but it, it'll be interesting to see who who knows with him. I mean, that's that's as wild a guess as I can possibly make. But I'll say them, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think that's all for today. I think we touched base on everything. Um, I want to say good luck to everybody in the team draft that's coming up uh, this Sunday. Hopefully you guys uh, get the team you wanted or at least get the division you want. Um, and as always, uh, you know, everyone stay safe out there. With that being said, uh, I'm signing out. Take her easy. All right. Let's see if I know how to do this.